Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode number 45 of The Blaze Experience. I'm your host, Derek, as usual, and today we are getting into another episode about Vigor. This is our third episode on Vigor, and this is a big episode because Vigor had a huge update. Update 0.6, it was a massive update to Vigor, and it basically changed the entire game. And that's why I'm devoting a whole podcast to it, because... This update, they pretty much redesigned the entire game. I mean, if you were a player that's played before 0.6, you would know there's a lot of changes in this update. So we're going to get into all those changes. But before we do, just to mention quickly, our next episode is going to be Saturday on State of Decay 2. I am supposed to have a guest for that, so hopefully that works out. And then, of course, when you're listening to this, you'll be listening to this on Wednesday, so Undead Trials will have already started, and it's already going to be on day three. So today, when you're listening to this, this will be day three of Undead Trials. This is a community event for State of Decay 2, and, you know, we're really excited about this event. I'm recording this before the trials start, but when they're going on, you know, it's going to be very exciting. And then on Thursday, I'll be doing a duo run from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m., with uh, Undead Labs developer Jurgen, And then, of course, on Saturday, I want to definitely mention the Extra Life Charity. Throughout the entire Undead Trials event, we're supporting the Extra Life Charity. This is a charity that helps sick kids. And basically, gamers stream around the world to get donations for sick kids. And it really helps the sick kids in local hospitals. So basically, whatever your local hospital is, you can support your local hospital. So definitely look in the show description and I will have links that you can donate to the Undead Labs team because I am part of their team for this. And on Saturday, they are doing a all day stream with different streamers streaming for Extra Life. So I'll be part of that as well. And from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. on Saturday, I'll be streaming for Extra Life. And there's going to be some Undead Labs devs streaming there. There's going to be other members of the State of Decay community streaming there. So it's going to be a great day, you know, just streaming and hopefully getting some donations. So if you can't donate, that's perfectly fine. But just try to show up and support as much as you can and, you know, create some hype. That way people that can donate um, get there and they donate. But that being said, that's kind of, you know, our news at the top of the show. We do have a guest here to talk about Vigor. We've never had a guest talk about Vigor before. It's just been me so far, but we have a guest for the first time on Vigor. But this guest is not a first-time guest. Coming back for his record ninth appearance on the podcast, welcome back, Monty, to the podcast. Hello. I'm back again. You are, and this time you didn't wait a month. You've only been, you know, got a couple episodes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, only three. Yes, so that's definitely improving. You know, it's a lot less than a month. (laughs) Yeah, just just make sure you keep saying for my record appearance because every appearance is going to be my record. <laughs> exactly, unless you know somebody starts you know showing up and just coming on every podcast. <laughs> well, I, I guess uh, well, good. I guess technically me. speaking, I have the record. I'm an everyone, but <laughs> uh, no, I do. <laughs> so I don't think you're going to beat me anytime soon, but <laughs> I can try. Yes, you can try. You could you know start up your own sideshow. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's you know great to have you back, and I'm glad we got, get to talk about some Vigor, because there's only a couple of games I've podcasted about that we haven't talked together about, and this is one of them, so I'm glad we get to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it was um, interesting to play. Yeah, and for anyone that um, doesn't know, um, I have the full game, so I bought the Founders Pack, so I can you know play the game whenever. Monty actually downloaded the free trial. The free trial lasts two hours, so... You got to play the free trial for two hours and kind of get your feet wet and 
I thought you'd be a great guest to talk about uh, this with because you never played the game before 0.6, correct? I haven't, no. I knew nothing about the game. So this was sort of like going in, sort of finding out everything. Right, and I thought that would be a great perspective for listeners to hear because I obviously have played the game before 0.6, so basically everything in the game has pretty much changed. So I'm really curious to hear your perspective on how the game is for someone that's never played it before and they're just jumping in you know, straight off the off the press here. So, you know, what's some of your thoughts on the game? Like, if since you're just jumping into this and you've never heard anything about it, what are some of your thoughts on it? Um, my overall thoughts on Vega. Um, I think it shows that it's still in alpha. Um, like, there's... Uh, I found a couple of glitches. Um, for example, reloading an SKS. I, I didn't get the chance to show you, but... When you reload an SKS, it just flies all around the place. <laughs> you know, there are a couple of visual glitches. Um, I, I struggled with um, opening sort of boxes and stuff from certain angles. Um, overall, sort of at points, the game was fun. Um, but I, th- I think it it's quite similar to things like Daisy and Escape from Tarkov. Um and I, I liked how it felt, but I feel like if it, you know, hopefully by release, there's just a bit more to it. Yeah, and they're, you know, coming up on release, release in February, so they don't have a ton of time left. But um, it's funny you mentioned DayZ because the same people that made DayZ made this game. So, yeah, I, I, I can see a lot of parallels in a good way or in a bad way. Um, I think both. DayZ was uh, rather, I, I don't know if to say is. Um, but you know, it was a, it was a really good game at the time, but it's been stuck in alpha and nothing's ever happened to it. And, you know, it hasn't really gone anywhere and it's just sort of fizzled out. And, you know, this, this, it, it's got similar mechanics to Daisy. Yeah, it's got those similar interesting mechanics that Daisy has, but you know, my one worry is that it might suffer the same fate. Well, I believe DayZ has finally had their full release um, because I believe it just came to Xbox, you know, a few months ago. But I know what you're saying. I mean, that game did take a while. Um, I think with this game, though, they are focused on updating it as soon as possible and kind of getting it out because they have said February is when they're going to release it. So they kind of have that deadline now. Yeah. And it is supposed to go free to play in February. So. Basically, you know, if you wanted to keep playing it, like you played the free trial, if you wanted to keep playing it right now, you'd have to pay for the Founders Pack, but if you waited until February, it would be free to play. So I'm kind of curious um, to get your thoughts on that specifically, like paying for it. Would it be something that if you, you know, had the means to do so, would you pay for it? And if yes or no on that, would you play it when it comes free to play? I'm not sure if I would pay like a full price for it. It... it- you know, in, if it goes free to play, I could see it quite similar to something like Warframe, for example. Right. Warframe, you know, huge free to play game. Uh, it's better than a whole bunch of AAA titles, and it's completely free. Um, you know, it, it rakes in so many people purely because it's free. You know, it, you don't have to pay to play such a good game. And if if this goes free, you know, I I, I could imagine this getting a similar sort of appeal. You know, it, it it's a good game, and I think once it's cleared up and sort of bugs are fixes fixed, um, 
you know, and the, and the game completed, that if it's free, that can pull in a whole whole lot of people and make it quite attractive. No, I definitely agree, and I think that's going to be great for the game. I mean, so it sounds like you you wouldn't be ready to pay for it. I pay for it, you know, technically I didn't even pay for it. I got it gifted to me, but I got the game before update zero point six came out, and you know. Thank you again to Unkteo and Discord that actually gifted it to me. I really appreciate that. But um, for the free-to-play, it's something that I personally, if it wasn't gifted to me, I would definitely be, you know, all in to try it out when it comes free-to-play to download, like, the full version and everything. So um, are you someone that, you know, when it comes free-to-play in February, would you give it another shot? Yeah, I, I reckon I would more than happily sort of go back to it then, you know, try it out again, see how it's changed, because... I, I did have fun playing it. Um, there there were points where I was like, oh, this is really good. You know, I, I, I'm interested to see where this goes. Um, I think, as, you know, I I know that it might not be what the game's going for, but it, it's got the start to an interesting story. So maybe something like that would be interesting with the game. You know, it, it's not necessarily going to happen. I, I don't know where the game's headed, but just from what I, I was playing, I was like, these are cool locations, you know, even just first loading in with the tutorial at the start, you know, it, there was some interesting premises. Yeah, and you mentioned the visuals, and I really love the visuals of this game. Like, that's one of the, you know, strong points of it, I think, because the landscapes that they have are just gorgeous, honestly. What, one thing I'd definitely like to see in regards to the visuals is more character customization in the sense of, like, your face. Like, you know, so far you've got, like, all the different jackets and stuff, and those look really good. I I love how the clothes look in this game. Um, but then your face, you just have one of six presets at the moment, which like I really like my character other than that one aspect. So I'd love to see some sort of like, uh, you know, customizer. Yeah, and that's one thing that didn't change. That's always been the same way with the face presets. But we'll get into the clothing options later because that has actually changed. So we'll we'll get into that a little bit later. But um. You know, overall, do you like the concept of the game? Like, do you like, did you get a chance to do the uh, crafting and looting a lot, you know, when you go back to base? Or did you get more of a chance to just, you know, encounter the instances? Uh, I, I like the crafting a lot. I found that really simple. Um, you know, I, I found that after pretty much every time I went somewhere, I could craft something new. Um, or just generally, I, I there was always something I could interact with, which I liked. Um and the looting, whilst I had problems with it at times, uh, I found it a lot of fun. Um, f- when you found like a house with just a bunch of things, and you just got to run around, sort of opening all of these boxes, things like that. I found that really fun. Yeah, see, I'm so you know, yeah, yeah. I, I, there, there are points that I do enjoy this game. Yeah, and it's interesting to hear me uh, hear you say that because in like the intro podcast I have for bigger, that was episode twenty nine. I talked about one of the big problems at the time was the looting and you know you like walk around an entire car and you couldn't find the right spot to loot it because it wasn't pinpointed properly but for me personally um it is definitely improved a lot so it's interesting to hear me have you say that because for me like it feels like the looting is you know exceptional now but I think that's a problem because you're just jumping in you didn't know what it was so you don't know how far it's come you know what I mean yeah, 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 like, I, I have no idea what the game was like in the past, but, like, what I experienced in the current time, I just found some things I had to 
spend a couple of seconds just trying to find the right point where I could open it, even if I was standing right in front of it. And it was just a bit of a problem at points. And that's definitely good to hear that, too, because as someone that's played it, you know, more from the start, I know where the lootings come and the looting was a lot worse than it is now. So, like, the fact that it was a lot worse than it is now, I think I'm just kind of, you know already ingrained to it i'm already like used to it and it's kind of you know not bothering me as much but it's interesting to hear that from a new player's perspective it's still not that good yeah yeah i i think just like as someone who's new you know there were just a couple of issues with it definitely i definitely know what you're saying and that's, i had the same issue when i first started i just think i'm i'm a little bit more used to it now and the fact that they improved it somewhat i'm you know a little bit happier with it so it's definitely um nice to hear that they should you know keep improving that yeah yeah um but did you get to um do any crafting in your base itself like not the crafting of the weapons but i mean like um the progression in your base like where you make your your new crafting table or you make like a new generator and things like that um i i i got the um the wood block um and the supply shelf i i got to that point um and it it was cool seeing those build um and with the second edition or like the generation of the wood block you know it slightly fixed up the house and it it was really cool to see the house develop as you got the, sort of as you progressed and it it felt very re- rewarding you know it improved your base and it made it somewhere that you liked a bit a lot more um a great example is the supply shelf what well, sort of when I got the supply shelf, uh, it was originally in the sort of full of rubbish room and it looks really ugly and it's the one room you're never going to go to. Then you get the supply shelf and it completely cleans the room and it builds you a nice set of shelves. Um, so it was really nice to see sort of the development of it like that. And that's interesting. I'm glad you're saying that because I haven't had a chance to do a lot of the leveling up in the new system. I basically got to like the max level in the old system and this new system it seems kind of wonky to me a little bit just because I'm used to the other system um but it's interesting to hear me have you say that like so you had no problem um leveling up your crafting tables like again and again then because it basically seems to get to level up your crafting table a bunch of times before you move on to the next level yeah um I mean I felt like it was a bit shallow option wise like every level there was one option and you know you're getting that and i you know i at that point there's not much point having all the different option trees right. because they give no options you know it's it's more of a linear progression so i would have liked to see sort of a bit more different options with that but um i i found it pretty easy and pretty intuitive um i i quite liked sort of upgrading things more than once um it it just meant that you couldn't just speed through to the sort of the last one. I mean, obviously, it means it takes longer to get things, but there are active progressions which, with each level you get in something, so it does reward the upgrade. And see, I'm glad you feel that way too, because as someone that actually knows what the previous you know game version was, it had a lot more options, and I liked that a lot better because when you go to like level two, you have a couple options to choose from. When you go to level three, you have a couple other options to choose from. It's not like, you know, a vast amount of options, but you still had, okay, do I want this box or do I want, you know, this metal thing? Like, you still had some choices, and I don't really like how they changed it to not really having any choices at all. And even some of the levels in this, like, um, I saw that the box of herbs, basically when you go to a new level, it's just box of herbs level two. 
box of herbs level three like that that's kind of boring to me personally yeah yeah um so i i i I I don't know why they would have removed uh sort of the different options then cuz I you know as I as mentioned I would have liked more. But uh speaking of boxes, one thing I did notice is that there's going to be uh, I assume what's going to be a loot box system in the game. Um with with the crates. Now obviously there's been a lot of controversy with loot boxes recently. Um, well, you know, I, st- I will stop you there because they're not going to do loot boxes with it. You just have to earn it from the airdrop. That's the only way you're ever going to be able to get it. Okay, so, yeah. that that that's that's good because yeah. I, I saw the wooden crates and then I saw the store and it said coming soon. And I was like, oh, no, <laughs> yeah, there's going to be loot boxes, um, which, you know, if, if it's going to be a free to play game, I can somewhat understand because they need to support the game somehow. But. I'm not really a fan of loot boxes generally. So it it does make me happy that you say there's not going to be loot boxes. That 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 makes me very Yeah, happy. the only way you can get the crates is from the airdrop and that's it. But the reason why you saw a store is because there is a store coming in the future where you can buy cosmetics. So like if you see like a cool jacket you want to buy, you can buy that jacket with uh, money. Yeah, yeah. I I I'm glad that there's not going to be loot boxes sort of Cosmetics, again, that's a bit similar to Warframe, where you can buy your cosmetics, um, but right, or- you can... Will you, do you, will you be able to get the cosmetics normally through the game? Do you know? See, I, I think some of them you will be able to, but I'm not sure if they're going to have some that are exclusive to, you know, paying for. So that's what I'm not sure about, because mm. they're going to have, like, similar to Fortnite, how it has, you know, the V-Bucks, they're going to have, like, their own currency in-game, and... You basically have to pay for this currency and use that currency to buy, you know, clothing items you want. And people that bought the Founders Pack, they basically get um, some free currency to start when that actually comes live. So, like, for example, myself, I'll have some free currency to buy, like, the first couple of things that I want. But mm-hmm. I'm not sure if whatever items are in the store are going to be available in, you know, free-to-play as well. I hope they are, but I'm not sure if they're going to do that. Mm. Uh, I'd, I'd like to see sort of the ability to at least get these through just playing normally you know, I, I keep saying these comparisons to Warframe but Warframe everything well, I say everything pretty much everything you can buy you can earn normally through the game um, quite often that's through trading I, I don't know if trading will be a thing in the game um, but like I know at points you had no guns and I had gun- guns and I would have liked to be able to give you some so we could both go into missions with guns um, so that's one feature I'd like to see, just the ability to swap these between players. Uh, I don't know if they have that planned, but that'd be interesting. Yeah, I can't remember if that was officially planned or something that they were just, you know, in talks about. But um, I think they have heard feedback on that, and I'm not sure whether they're going to officially do it or not. So it, mm. it's kind of up in the air, I think, whether they're going to do that or not. But, you know, hopefully they do. Uh, I will say with the store issue, though, um, I'm okay with, like, say, you know, a monthly item like okay this you know monthly jacket is only pay to get it like i'm okay with something like that like you know just a couple of items but i feel like most of the items should be earnable yeah yeah no i i, I agree with that which it, it it seems to be that you can get um items from the crates um yes because like you you get your first crate at the start and then i ended up getting another one from uh killing a guy who'd got the uh the airdrop um so sort of i i got uh cosmetic from that so i i do like that 
you will be able to get cosmetics through a system that's only in the game that you can't just pay your way through. Yeah, I mean, I, I like that you can get them in the game, um, but I'll, I'll save a little bit of my thoughts until we get down to the clothing items. So, <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, but we can kind of get into some of the actual parts of this update now, since we kind of you know covered um, some of your general thoughts. So. Bigger update, uh, 0.6. It was a massive update to the game that changed the game in a lot of details. Um, first things first, that progression was wiped. So anyone like myself that had played before 0.6, your progression was completely wiped out. And everyone started fresh. So at 0.6, there was no one that had an advantage over anyone else. So I do like that in that sense. But in the sense that, you know, people that already put so much time into the game, it does kind of suck that they have to start over. Yeah, I I. I, I... Um, as a new player, I I liked that because it meant I didn't just go into a mission and immediately get killed by some guy with a uh, military grade assault rifle. Right. You know, I stood a chance. Um, and as mentioned, I managed to kill someone who had got the airdrop, and I did this within my two hour trial. So you know, I I had fairly basic gear. Um, I got one uncommon gun, so I didn't get you know crazy far. But I liked that I still stood a chance. I could still kill people. Um, I could survive, and I could get better with the gear. No, definitely, and I do like that. That it gives everyone a level playing field. Just it, it does kind of stink that you know I already was basically at the max level for the most part. I think I had like one more level to go in my base, but I was pretty much at the max level, and now I'm starting back to nothing. And I have like no guns anymore. I have no you know knives anymore. When I already had like a stockpile of stuff, so it, it is kind of frustrating a little bit. But I do understand it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if it's a big update, hopefully it brings a bunch of new players, which this would definitely appeal to. Right. The only thing I do worry about though is when the game officially releases in February, are they going to wipe it again? Because that would kind of deter me from like, oh well, I don't really want to play then until you know the the actual game comes out because like I don't want to you know get all the way back to like level six again and then they wipe it again. You know what I mean? Well, one interesting thing I'd, they they could potentially do is do sort of a percentage. So like, yes, a wipe, but you know if you're a higher level, you get more of an advantage at the start. You might start with a couple of extra things, um, start maybe a couple levels higher or with a couple of extra upgrades. Or like a free um, blueprint so or something. It, right. Yeah, so, all, so like there is rewards for getting higher level in the alpha. Um, and it rewards you in the game and you don't just get sort of reset again. No, that's definitely um, good, and I think that it would be a good way to do it. So hopefully, you know, they take note of something like that, and you know, they try that because it would be frustrating to have it wiped again after you get all the way there again. So, but like, if if they say had like a level system in the end of like one to one hundred, say for ease, um, even if it meant that you got to like one hundred in the in the alpha, and when the actual game released, you were just at like level ten, you know. That's not a huge difference, but it's a nice boost for those that um that got there in in the right. alpha. And if if you're match based on levels, then you're going to be based with those that were level 100 in the alpha as well. So you know you're going to be facing those with better skills. No, definitely. But moving on to some of the other uh things of the update. They did change the shooting range a little bit. It has a different look to it, and it has some new targets they didn't have before. Did you get a chance to try the shooting range out at all? Uh, yeah, I did. I love the shooting range. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
it was my my safe haven where I could use all the guns I got without having to go into a game and lose them. Um, I quite enjoyed it. It it was nice. So like, you know, in between playing games where there was a lot of risk, a lot of tension, you know, going around every corner, there could be someone about to kill me and I'd lose all my stuff. You know, I I could just enjoy the loot that I'd saved up and the loot that I got. Yeah, I think what's cool about the shooting range that a lot of other games don't have is you can just, you know, practice freely and actually hone your skills without dying 85 times. You know, like, say you want to, like, practice in Call of Duty, you have to jump into a game and, you know, let somebody kill you 85 times before you actually get good. You know, like, the same thing goes for, like, Fortnite. You're going to die, you know, several times before you actually get good at it. So it's nice that they have a spot where you can actually practice your shooting skills before you jump in the game. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I I did like the uh, shooting range. But I'm actually curious to hear your thoughts on this because um, the tutorial, they changed this so much. The tutorial used to be just like a basic little thing. Like you walk through the tunnel like you do, still do now. And, you know, you choose your face customization. But then basically you get to the end of the tunnel. All you do is walk down the walk down the pathway Grab the airdrop, and that's basically the tutorial. Like, it doesn't tell you really anything besides, like, okay, you know, this is what an airdrop is, and that's basically it. The tutorial now, I think, is so much more in-depth because you have those three points that you have to go to and learn more about the game. And I think that's a better way to do it because it gives people a better chance to know what the game is about. You get to find the exit point and, you know, go to the exit point, too. So I think it's a great tutorial, and I think it does a lot better job now. But I'm curious to hear what you think about it, you know, never playing before. Um... I felt it was still quite shallow. Like, you know, the looting, I feel like it's fairly self-explanatory anyway. And even even if it wasn't, you know, every time you go to do it, it shows you the button. Um, shooting, that's the same as in every game. Um, what I felt was going into games, I didn't know what to expect. So when I went into my first game, I genuinely didn't know if I'd be facing... Uh, zombies or something if there'd be other people and you know I was completely alone and I was looting a barn um, and then I saw a guy run past and they you know obviously there's this 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 added a lot of tension because I was like oh I'm not alone and judging by the game you know I I I didn't even know that I had to pack ammo before I went right. into my first game so I went into my first game um, and didn't have any ammo so I just had a knife, and I saw a guy run past with a gun. Um, so I I was hiding. Um, it I, you know I I was crouching a lot more, um, and I was just moving slowly. And there was this tension to the game. So, you know, I I I feel like just a little bit of knowledge about what you're going into with your games, being told to pack ammo because I I assume that I'll just automatically carry it in, but obvious obviously you don't. Um, so I've, I feel the tutorial was still a bit lackluster. No, that's definitely great feedback too, because that's something I'm, you know, very interested to hear because like as someone that's already known about this game, I already know, okay, you gotta, you know, bring ammo with you. You're already going to game and you're going to be going to game that has either eight players with you or 16 players with you. And you probably had no clue, you know, how many players at all you're going to have. So it's nice to actually hear that because, um, I know that they actually had like a little bit about the radiation, which is nice, and they had a little bit about their airdrops, which is nice, because those were things they didn't really describe as well in the previous tutorial, I think. So maybe they just need to update a little bit more and tell you a little bit more about what the instances are, because 
when you jump into those instances, I guess, you know, thinking about it from your perspective, if you don't really know what you're jumping into, you just think, okay, I'm jumping in this world, you know, I'm going to find stuff and you don't really know, you know, there's people that are going to fight you or what's going on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, I couldn't even told you that there were eight or 16 players in the server until you just said. Um, so I, the, it, it was just a bit going in blind. Right. Like, so it told you how, how to use the game, but it didn't tell you how to play the game. So, like, even if it chucked you into your first instance, like, just with bots and sort of talked you through sort of the games a bit more, that would have been nice. No, I agree. And, you know, hearing that from you, that's definitely something I agree with. And I hope that, you know, they do another tutorial update because, honestly, like, that's what's so interesting to me hearing this because I know, you know, where the game came from at the start. And at the start, the tutorial was even worse than it is now. So, like, imagine if you jumped in back then, you'd be like, oh, what's going on? So... (laughs) yeah you wouldn't even know what airdrop is probably you know you wouldn't know like what the radiation is you'd be like oh why am i dying from like this you know (laughs) stuff coming at me (laughs) yeah no oh i i didn't even find i find i ran into any radiation so i I wouldn't have been able to tell you about that anyway okay yeah it only happens if you stay in the game long enough and basically it has like a clicking noise that starts to happen you know it's like click 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 and it just keeps clicking and then, you know, your screen starts going white if you stay in the radiation too long, and then you start taking damage and dying. Mm. It's kind of like, you know, the same thing as, like, a storm cloud in Fortnite, but it just happens more slowly, I would say. Yeah. But, um... Well, I, I don't know if that was oh, sort of me being new to the game. You know, I quite a few of my missions I sort of got in, got a little bit of loot, got out. Um, I think only two games I actually stayed until the airdrop came, just because I felt a bit unprepared to stay that long because I was worried I'd die in a fight or something. Um, w- one of those airdrops I ended up getting um, from killing a guy. Um, but a- another reason I suggest the game with bots is because going into my first game, I had no idea how how much damage guns did, for example. Like, in, in this game, you die quite quick, you know. Absolutely. Guns do a lot of damage. Uh, but I had no idea how they would damage people, how much health I could take, uh, how much risks I could take because of that. Um, so I, just even things like that, I had no idea and was blind to. No, definitely. And it'd be good to actually show people, you know, what they're getting into a little bit more. Because I'm sure, you know, everyone that sees this game, especially when it comes free to play, they're not going to know the history of the game. They're not going to know, you know, like, oh, I'm jumping into Vigor. You know, this is what Vigor is. You know, I got to fight some people. You know, it's a little bit of PvP. It's a little bit of, like, searching. They're not going to know, you know, what the premise of the game is. So it'd be good for, you know, the developers of this game to actually make that a little bit more known because I'm sure in February when they go free to play, they're going to have a lot more players jumping in. Yeah, yeah. But uh, moving on, we did talk about this a little bit, but instead of having... Um, multiple facilities per build level. The base building now has more levels, but it's kind of, you know, strewn out more. So, like, basically, I think they kind of went in the wrong direction with this, as I kind of alluded to earlier. Essentially, what they had before was level one was still one item you could build. You know, that that didn't change. But level two was, I think, two items. I think level three got to, like, two or three, and then so on. You know, So you still had a couple of choices. Like, it wasn't a ton of choices, but you still had a couple of choices, like, do I want to build this stove or do I want to build this, you know, box of seeds? Or you could actually choose which one you wanted to build and then kind of work through that. 
And I think they kind of went in the wrong direction with the shelter building because honestly, like now it's basically one thing per level, you know, level two. Okay. I have to build this. I have to build it up again. You know, I have to keep upgrading it until I get to the next level. Okay. Level three, I have to build this. Like it's kind of boring because there's not really a lot of choice. And on top of that, like a lot of the levels, you know, when you get to the later levels, I saw box of seeds level one, box of seeds level two, box of seeds level three. Like who wants to actually progress like that and be like, oh, I built box of seeds level two today. Yeah. Tomorrow I'm going to build box of seeds level three. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think by the sounds of it, the old progression system was probably better in regards to the base building. Um, just because the, the more options, it, 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 if you've ever played something like uh, World of Tanks, uh, they have like their progression systems uh, with sort of like the really diverse trees they have and like progressing through the tanks to get to the better ones. And there's tons of different options. Um, and I feel like the game, by the looks of it, it was sort of going for something like that, but with basically no options. Right. And it just felt... <laughs> Again, quite lackluster, and that not much had gone gone into it. Right, and like when I say more options, I'm I'm definitely not saying like this game never had like you know Skyrim level options where like you could protest like oh I have you know 25 options to choose from like it never had that, but at least had a couple, and I think they should have progressed on that because like they only had up to level six, your shelter could only cap at level six, which a lot of people capped out, but. Now, basically, all they did was they take they took all the choices you had throughout those six levels, and they basically just, you know, oh, we have a cap of level 11 now. But yes, there's a new cap of level 11, so you can actually go out longer. But all they did was just take these choices and stretch them out more levels. And to me, that's the wrong way to do it, because yes, there's more levels now, but you have less choices. So why is that good? Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with you there. So, you know, hopefully they go back to the old way, but I don't know why they did this. I mean... Maybe some community members like said they wanted something like this. I have no idea, but I'm definitely not really happy about it, honestly. Uh, I think if people said they want more levels, that was probably more levels and more sort of not more levels, but same amount of choices, not more levels and less choices per level. Exactly. So maybe that was kind of their cop out where they're like, oh, you said you wanted more levels. Here you go. (laughs) So and then just stretch (laughs) it. Yeah. Because I mean, hopefully that changes. Because um, sort of more choices per level, you know that that gives more options. And I can understand having a few less at the start, so you can guide players through it a bit whilst they're still new to it. Right, definitely, but, I definitely get that. You know, even when I got to my what third, fourth upgrade or whatever, I was like, actually, I want to invest into something else because I need to have five upgrades to go to the next level or whatever. But it's not like I can upgrade anything new. I just have to upgrade the same old thing again. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of boring. So, I mean, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because in the old system, they had like a lot of um, question marks. Basically, it went up to level 16 in the old system. But a lot of those, you know, things weren't unlocked yet. Like it just, you know, showed a bunch of question marks like they were still developing it. And the way that system looked, it looked great. It's just they had to actually finish it because they only had up to level six, you know, uncovered. The other 10 levels, they didn't actually have anything there yet. It was just kind of, you know, okay, we're this is in development. And if they actually developed that out the way it looked originally, that's what I wanted. So I hope they go back to that. Yeah. But um, moving on, though, they do have some new points of interest on the map, which I'm not sure if you experience these a lot, but this is something brand new. And um, you probably didn't know that because 
basically the maps before you just go around the map, you know, find whatever loot you could find and, you know, possibly get the airdrop if you want to uh, exit when you want to. But there is no actual points of interest. Now there's points of interest on the map that kind of point out, oh, this is something interesting. You know, it might be like a spot that has a lot of loot. It might be a spot that, you know, doesn't have a lot of loot, but it's very interesting. Like in Grantheim Valley, there's um this like one bee farm that, you know, it doesn't have a ton of loot at the actual point itself, but it's really interesting because you can, you know, hear the bees around you and it's kind of cool actually. So it's nice that they have these new points of interest on the map and basically you can set markers on them. That way you know somewhere to go. And for duos especially, it's really nice for duos because if you're working with a partner, you can tell them, okay, go to the bee farm. You know, I'll meet you at the bee farm. Yeah, no, I, I really like the points of interest. Again, as like a new player, um, I came in not knowing anything. And these points of interest, you know, they acted as a guide. Like, okay, I'm here. I need to get more loot. I have no idea which way to go. I looked at the map and it's like, oh, hey, there's points here, here, and here. Um, I'll go there to get loot now. Um and, you know, my first game, I just ended up sort of sticky in one part of the map going point to point. Um, and it it was just nice as a new player to have this, you know, guide w- after I'd been dropped into a game with nothing. No, definitely. And I really like that now because before you didn't have those points of interest. So and a lot of the loot was in the cars. So basically you just have to like find a bunch of cars. But now they've actually balanced it better. And I like the way they balance it now. So. That is a plus, and it's something that they did in the right direction, whereas, like, I think the shelter building went in the wrong direction, but I think the points of interest is definitely a spot in the right direction. Yeah, yeah, no, I really like that. But another thing, um, I'm sure you experienced this a little bit, but there's actually some weather in the game, and it's pretty good weather, I'd say. You know, if it's raining, you know, it actually seems like it's raining. If you go by a car, like, the sound effects, they really improve the sound in this game that basically before it was uh, 0.6. Because before 0.6... You still have rain and things in the game, but like if you go by a car, you're not going to hear the rain droplets hitting the car. You know, you're not going to hear that ping on the car. And now you actually hear that. So it, it, it seems like they really improved the sound and they really improved the weather system overall. And with weather, they have said that it's going to be dynamic per map. So basically before 0.6, if you go to, you know, map X, map X is sunny. If you go to map Y, map, map Y is you know snowy. If you go to map Z map z is rainy and basically those maps would always stay the same they have said that it's not available quite yet but weather will be dynamic where if you go to map z it might be sunny one day it might be rainy the next day yeah no i i like the 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 weather was really nice um and i sort of it it added a lot to sort of some of the maps I, i think it was really interesting and it was very atmospheric um i i like the idea of dynamic weather with the world given well, I'm I'm not exactly sure how the maps are going to work when it releases. If you can go to any of them or just the ones that are on rotation, I think just rotation still. Yeah, um, that that was sort of what one problem I had with the game. I felt the map rotation. Uh, I I wasn't a huge fan of the idea because it felt like, oh hey. There's all these cool places. Oh, but you can only go there or there this entire week. And it just felt like, you know, they've created this wonderful world, but they're restricting it for no reason. Um, See, I think there is a reason, but I don't think it's 
the best reason. I think the reason why they're doing it is to help with servers because if they restrict it to only two maps, then it basically populates those servers more. So I think that's why they're doing it. Yeah, I, I can understand that a bit more with alpha, but I don't want that to be a thing with full release. Right. I, I kind of agree. I mean, or I think what they should do is reduce the timers because basically they have, you know, one map. You have that map like there for like five days or six days or whatever. Reduce the timer so it's like, okay, you know, 24 hours it's on rotation. I wouldn't mind that as much, you know, have, okay, these two maps are 24 hours, then it goes to two new maps. I wouldn't mind that as much if it was like a 24-hour timer. If there was sort of like map swaps at midnight and midday, I'd quite like. So sort of like, in one day you could go to three different maps, sort of right. thing. That wouldn't be that bad. And Yeah, so th that would be better, but currently how they have it, where you've got basically three maps every 10 days it, yeah it, yeah <laughs> and then what really sucks too i know you had the same opinion i did you know fist factory i definitely don't like and when that's one of the maps in the rotation and you don't like it it kind of forces you to play the other map mm. all the time which i don't like well, well playing sort of when i was doing the two hour sort of trial um it was like there was one day left on grothheim valley or how however you pronounce yep. it um and then there was five days left sort of thing on Fisk Factory. Right. And it was like, oh, hey, I really like the valley because there's so many different points of interest and it's really interesting. Um, and, you know, I don't really bump into many people. Uh, I can stay away from the airdrop if I want and still get good loot um, and still have an interesting time. Whereas Fisk Factory, I felt, was, you know, there, there was fewer points to extract they were in uh, places that were really hard to get to. Like, you had to go, like, all the way across the map half the time. Um, there weren't many points of interest. Um, and you just kept bumping into people, like, I found. No, yeah, I so, agree. So, you know, you died a lot with it. So, I just didn't really enjoy it as much. Yeah, and that's what I've commented on the previous two podcasts I did on Vigor, is this factory, like, if you you know, are super gung-ho about only doing PvP, that's probably the map for you because you bump into people way too often in that map and you can't really, you know, explore. So I like the ability to explore. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I wasn't a huge fan of Fisk Factory. But what's interesting, you know, kind of the dilemma we're talking about, about the map rotations, um, it has been said that four or five new maps are reportedly being worked on. So I feel like in the full game, they have to, you know, rework the rotations because... If they just add four or five new maps and they keep the same rotation system, like you wouldn't play a certain map for like a week, you know, or actually no, like probably more like almost two weeks because if they have maybe even a month, really, if they've got like 10 maps. Yeah, exactly. Thing, and and you're, it's like five days yeah, per map, like, maybe two a week. You're yeah. going to be waiting like two, if you're like, oh, I really like Tog Station. You're going to be waiting like two weeks to play Tog Station. And, and that does not work. So hopefully, mm. you know, with these other maps they're developing, hopefully they understand that and by the full game, they definitely change the rotation system because if you have 10 maps and each map is on rotation for like five days at a time, that is not good. So they need to fix that. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I definitely agree with that. But one thing that is pretty cool that I know you wouldn't have experienced before because um, you didn't play 0 0.6 before that, but um, the maps are now a lot more filled in with the scenery and loot and stuff like that. So, for example, I don't know if you saw any of the barns, but previously if you went to a barn in any map, the barns had absolutely nothing in it. So it was just a barn on the outside, absolutely nothing in the inside. And now it's actually populated. So a lot more of the things that weren't populated before are now populated with items. So even if it doesn't have loot, 
there's still like things there, still things to look at. And that's definitely good that they actually populated more of the maps now. Yeah, no, the the maps had a lot of character to them. Like, um, in the valley, sort of the flowers, you know, I'd just been running I'll be running around past some rocks and then there'd be just like some flowers at one point. I'll be and it was like, Oh, that's nice. That's a cool thing to see in the map. And little details like that looked really nice. Um so I'm glad that that was added. No, me too. And I wish you had got a chance to see all the other maps, which that's kind of like what we're talking about, because Tog Station, for example, is my favorite map. That's the train station map, and it has like a railroad track going through the map. And I think you really, really enjoyed that map, but unfortunately you couldn't play it. Yeah, no, I I, I wish I could. That sounds yeah, cool. It, it is very cool, honestly. So, you know, hopefully, um, you know, when the game goes full release, you know, you can play that again. <laughs> hopefully so. But um, one note I also made is... The airdrop now takes much longer to loot, so I know you said you killed someone to get the airdrop, but did you actually ever go to the airdrop yourself and try to loot it? No, um, I didn't because like, I, I, I was by one, and I, I sort of the guy who got it, um, I couldn't see him because he, he was hiding behind it sort of thing, um, but I, I was like a bit too scared to just run out into the open in such like a hot spot. because um, I figured, oh, it's the right. airdrop, this is the entire pe- reason people come here. Um, so I don't want to just stand out in the open. Um, so I didn't, but I, I sort of in the tutorial I saw how long it takes to open the airdrop. So I was, I didn't want to just go out and stand there. Um, and then the guy got it, and I was like, "Oh, actually, it's probably a lot easier to just kill the guy, especially since it broadcasts where they are." Um, so I chased him up to one one of the points, which we'll talk about a bit later, because. That there's a problem with that. Yes. Um, and I managed to gun him down and steal all the loot, which felt very good. No, definitely. And very, very war- rewarding. I mean, for the airdrops, I just don't like how they change it to take that much longer to loot it now. And this is a point I'm going to make a little bit later when we talk about some of the, you know, a little bit of the negative things. But um, the fact that it takes so much longer to loot now, it really makes it hard for players that want to you know get in there get out and then you know run away because if you're trying to get the airdrop you know really fast jump away from there and you know go exit it's a lot harder to do that now because the airdrop takes you longer to actually loot you know it used to take like say you're like looting a car you know how you loot a car obviously mm. it used to take about as long as that so it's definitely a much different change now yeah i mean it it's added a lot of as i was saying there's the risk to it now um it, it felt like Doing the airdrop was a very dangerous thing, um, but I, I don't know if they were beforehand. But sort of with how the person's location is broadcasted, once they've got the that airdrop, was before, yeah, um, yeah, I feel like that is just a lot easier letting someone else get it and then killing them than doing it yourself. But see, that's the problem though. Like, it kind of takes away a whole play style of the game, which I'm going to get into a little bit more later. But like, I really don't like this change at all because. If you, you know, I've had games where I want to, you know, have some fun. I go into a game with absolutely nothing. I go in with no knife, no gun. I go in with nothing just to see what happens. And, you know, I've had games like that where in the past I would actually escape with the airdrop when I went with nothing. And you can't really have games like that anymore because you're pretty much always going to fight at the airdrop now. I mean, you know, you're still going to have some games where you probably don't, but it definitely makes for a lot more conflict. And it really takes away from the players that want to, you know kind of be sneaky a little bit more and i don't like that Mm. i mean i suppose one interesting thing that they could do is add a player upgrade sort of tree as well and maybe have one of those options increased um 
uh, sort of airdrop time when you don't have a gun out sort of thing. Um, so that would support that sort of gameplay and, you know, allow it still to be a thing while still sort of stopping it from just becoming a problem. Right, yeah, that might work or something because it just kind of stinks. I mean, like, I did actually get the airdrop in one of my playthroughs since the update, but we'll, we'll talk about what happened after that, so... <laughs> yeah well we both sort of had the same sort of situation (laughs) there we'll we'll talk about that but but yeah i mean i I just don't like how the airdrop takes longer to loot now i mean basically all it does is just tie somebody up longer give people more of a chance to get there and in my opinion like people shouldn't have more of a chance to get to the airdrop like you should already be planning ahead and that that's my opinion because the person that planned ahead you know they were already waiting in the bushes by where the airdrop was going to come and they wanted to get that drop and go, like, that person should not be penalized for planning properly, because basically all this does now is it penalizes the person that planned properly, and it helps the person that didn't do any planning. So the person that did no planning at all, they just were like, oh, oh, the airdrop's there. Maybe I should go see that. Oh, there's a guy there. You know, like, the person that did no planning at all is the one that benefits, and I don't like that. Yeah, yeah, no, when, when I got the airdrop, I wasn't planning to... I was just like, oh, hey, I know where the guy is. Oh, it, it happens to be quite cl- quite near. So I decided to sort of check out if it if I could see him. Um, and I ended up catching him climbing a ladder. Um, and yeah, I managed to get him then. Right. And maybe that's just, you know, something about my play style, because I'm the type of player that I like to plan ahead. I like to, you know, use strategy and I like to, you know, really think about my decisions. I'm not the type of player that, you know, just likes to, oh, let me go around the map and, you know, see what happens. Oh, there's a guy there. Let me shoot him. You know, like, I'm not the type of player that really likes to go, you know, that type of play style where I don't really have any care in the world and I don't think about anything. And I think this takes away from a player like me. Yeah. You know, I I see where you're coming from. But um, moving on, though, we do have some other things to talk about. The weapon items now have rarity levels, which they range from common all the way to special issue so you have white which is common green which is uncommon blue which is rare purple is military grade and then gold is special issue so it is nice that they have rarity levels now um i think in the past they they didn't officially have these levels in place but you still kind of felt that way because there's still guns that i like i never would see so i think it still was in place in the past just now they've actually labeled it yeah no uh, sort of the um the the rarity system was quite interesting as a new player because it was like, oh, I have this. This is better than this because it's rarer. Um, and, you know, it again, it added a bit of structure. Um, and as mentioned, you know, I only got one uncommon gun. I got an SKS. Um, but it felt good when I got that because it was, you know, all my guns stopped. You know, as, as I started, it was normal. I was like, oh, hey, I have a better gun. That's really cool. Um and it also helped indicate what loot was better as well. Going in new, I didn't know what sort of stuff I would be needing. Um, but when I found things like electronics and fuel and it was military grade, I was like, oh, this is rarer. This is probably harder to find and I should probably try and keep this loot. This is stuff I want. Right, I agree. And I do like that it actually has that now. So it is a plus in my view. Yeah, yeah. But another thing, um, we did allude to it a little bit earlier, the cosmetic options... Uh, This is what I was talking about, that basically this has changed a lot. You know, like we were talking about with your faces, the faces have always been that way. But the cosmetic options before 0.6, you had a lot more cosmetic options to choose from at the start. So you could choose like, you know, different uh, coats, different, you know, jackets or different uh, gloves. 
different hats. You had a lot more options at the start. Now, basically, they have them all locked. And I really, really, really hate this. And this is something I'm definitely, you know, super against because now, basically, the only way to get new cosmetics is either to pay for them when the store comes or by getting airdrops. And what if you're a player that doesn't like to go for the airdrop a lot? Like, I don't always like to go for the airdrop. I mean, you know, sometimes I have fun with it. But if basically now, if you want to change your clothes, you have to go for the airdrop. And I think that's a really stupid way to play. Um, So, like, you know, going in as a new player, um, yeah, I, I'm with you with the I don't like sort of going for airdrops. Generally, it wasn't my f- first priority. And generally, I stayed away from there. Um, but... At the same time, if I did go for airdrops, I'd quite like it because it gives these rewards to it, um, and it rewards that behavior. And like when I did uh, get the guy and then I got the airdrop, you know, it rewarded me for doing that, and it was quite nice. Uh, what I didn't like is that it showed me all of the cosmetic options, even if I couldn't equip them. So, for example, I didn't have any glove options. But it still showed me all of the glove options, even though I couldn't get them. And initially I thought, oh, I had these gloves unlocked. Uh, Let me put these gloves on. And then I was like, oh, no, you don't. So I feel like I can somewhat understand sort of unlocking it through crates and all. um, But if they're going to do that, at least improve the display for for the cosmetic options. I mean, I think it also takes away from the crates, too, because the crates we used to get in the crates is like a lot of the same stuff you get now, but you get like blueprints for guns. You get, you know, uh, items that you need desperately, you know, like um, say like glass, like, you know, items that were a little bit rare to find in the world that are actually good materials for you. Or you get like um, a thousand materials right off the top. Like you get, you know, extra materials, extra guns, things like that that you're going to need. And now to have clothing items go into that wheel like you only have nine options for you know each like set of couple crates and to have clothing items go in that now as well that just kind of is a robbery in my opinion because if i spent all that time you know going for that airdrop i was successful i escaped with the airdrop i don't want to get back to my base and be like oh look you unlocked a hat you're never gonna wear oh thanks (laughs) like you know what i mean yeah i i I get what you mean but you you know the uh, the only other option is sort of with cosmetics wise, you know, is loot boxes then. And I would rather they have this sort of system than loot boxes. I mean, I still think there's another option. I think the best option is to just incorporate the clothing items into the regular loot box, like the regular loot, because say you're like going through a garage and like, oh, look, I found some guy's hat. Like, I think that's the best way to incorporate it, because if you incorporate the loot into the regular loot in the world, that's the best way to do it, in my opinion. Now, like, if you're looting a car, like you open a car trunk. Oh, wow, there's this nice jacket in this car trunk. I'm going to take that jacket. That's the best way to do it, in my opinion. Mm, yeah, I, like, I, I reckon that could be good if they then put rarer cosmetics in, into, the, into, the, into the airdrops. Uh, just because, you know, sort of it, it gives this sort of extra option of reward. And, you know, whilst like, cosmetics they don't act- actively change the game and if you don't care about them then you know like you say it's annoying because it's going to re- reduce the chance of getting something you need but there are a lot of people who whilst they're insignificant do care about cosmetics and cosmetics support a lot of games so having this option to get 
them from an in-game route, you know, that's that's a, a nice choice that's a lot fairer on the player base. Like, again, with Warframe, um, pretty much every single cosmetic choice you can get through the game, um, and to do that you need to get Platinum, and whilst Platinum it could be used with stuff that may be more beneficial to the gameplay, quite often it's used for cosmetics. I mean, I get where you're going in some senses, but for me, like, I still can't get past, like, basically those loot crates that, you know, you have the from the airdrops, you have nine items in those crates, and then when you go through all nine, you know, say you get three crates, it opens up a new set of nine. And basically, if you have one clothing item out of those nine, like, not only is that, you know, somewhat taking away from the other stuff you could get, but if you want clothing items, it also makes it really hard to get clothing items because think about it. Like, say you wanted a full outfit. You know, I want, oh, I want this, you know, hat of a certain style. I want this jacket of a certain style. How many crates would you actually have to go through to get a full outfit? Because you only have one hat per crate. Then you might have, you know, open a new set of crates. You know, oh, I went through three crates. Now I have one jacket available as an option. Like, that's a really poor system to do it, even if you want the clothing items, in my opinion. Mm. Well, I suppose if you want, like, the full sets and stuff, that's where the store comes in, uh, the options to buy them. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's just something that, you know, I'm going to have to, like, find a way to live with because I don't like it at all. Like, I really hate this new system of clothing items because basically I see it as, like, if I don't go for, you know, a million airdrops, I'm never going to have an outfit I really want, so... The only saving grace of me is I do have the Founders Pack, so I am going to have some free, you know, store money that I can use in the store. That's the only saving grace for me, probably. But if I didn't have that, I'd be even more upset because I'd probably never get an outfit I want. Yeah, yeah. So I guess we'll just have to, you know, call it what it is and move on. But that that's another thing I'm very disappointed about in this update. So, you know, it, so far, I'm not that happy about this update. I think you can tell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um... Speaking of the Founders Pack, though, I will mention quick, um, the items that you, you know, bought the Founders Pack and earned, they're not available still. They're still going to be available, you know, uh, at some point before launch. But the baseball cap that comes with it, that should be available soon. So it's like a baseball cap that has a bigger logo on it. That should be available soon, they said. So, you know, hopefully um, we get that soon. But um, after that, you know, those are kind of like the points that I took away from um, various sources. Now I have some um, things right from the Dever, right from the Vigor developers themselves. This is basically like, you know, when they wrote their update, this is, you know, text straight from their update. And I thought it was better to read out some of their text specifically because it gives a lot more uh, detail on it. So we'll kind of read through some of their points and then, you know, talk about them a little bit. But um, they have a something called Rally or Ally is one of their points they made. It says, during your initial stages of Vigor's Xbox game preview, it became clear that you wanted to team up with your friends to face threats of post-Norway together. Therefore, the Ally update makes our first major step towards a full co-op experience. You're now able to team up with a friend and enter encounters, scavenge, and face each other in duos together. Sharing is caring, and you have to decide what to loot for yourself, what to leave for your partner, including the airdrop. As And as friendly fire is on, keep track of your aim, as your teammate's bullet is just as deadly as the enemy's. So my first reaction to this is, oh, they have friendly fire. I hate that. Like, I don't want friendly fire at all. Um, I mean, friendly fire, obviously, you know, it could be a bit of a dispute. But given 
that the sort of game that they're going for in the gameplay seems to be quite hardcore. Uh, it's quite intense, a bit like Rainbow Six Siege in that way. I can understand why they've put it in. Um, th with the gunfights, they've made them unforgiving, and sort of this is following in suit, it seems. I mean, I, I do like the point where, you know, you can kind of share the loot together, but... In the same sense, I could see a lot of situations where if they, you know, employ regular matchmaking, because right now you can only invite a friend into your game, but if they employ regular matchmaking, I could see this going very south because you could matchmake with some random person and that person goes into the house, seals all the loot before you get it, and you get nothing. Like, so I could see this going very south with that as well because I thought when I originally heard about this that it was going to be like State of Decay where basically the loot was instance where... What that means essentially for people that don't know is that if you enter a house, you know, Monty's going to have his set of loot in that house and I'm going to have my set of loot. So we're not going to, you know, kind of walk all over each other getting loot because Monty's going to have three things to loot. I'll have three things to loot. So we don't have to, you know, steal from each other. And I really don't like how you can steal from each other because if it's someone like you, if I'm playing with you, I'm going to trust that we're going to, you know, work together and share it. But if it's, you know, some random guy, that random guy is just going to, you know, steal all my stuff and I'm going to get nothing. Yeah, I, um, I'd imagine it'd be a bit harder to do with um, sort of normal matchmaking because, you know, you're going to get so many people you can't trust. Um, I mean, hopefully, hopefully it would help support a community and maybe a site, you know, there, there's so many sites that support uh, finding teams for certain games. Uh, maybe those would be good for finding someone to play with in these circumstances. But um, I I completely agree with you there with the, the loot stealing. That could be a real problem. Right. I guess it's good in a sense that in that sense, because of the loot stealing, it is nice that friendly fire is on in that sense because you can kind of police it yourself. Like, if Monty's going around stealing all this stuff, I can be like, well, screw you, Monty, and just shoot you. You know what I mean? Yeah, but the the same way, if you're sharing loot fairly and then somebody gets something that you want, you know, you could just gun them down and take it for yourself. Right, and I don't really like that either because, you know, you should be working together. Like, if, if it is a duo's the duo should work together. Like, I don't see the point of having a duos where you work against each other because I understand that, you know, like this is supposed to be survival aspects where you're surviving in a post-apocalyptic Norway kind of thing. But the thing for me is if you're in a duo together, these are probably people that have already, you know, worked together for a while and they've already known each other. Like, they're not just going to, you know, shoot each other in the back when like, oh, you know, Jim told, stole those nails. I really want those nails. And, you know, you're going to shoot Jim in the back because they stole nails? Like, come on so yeah yeah so um, unfortunately that's another thing i don't like i'm uh, you know we'll, we'll see if it changes but that's another thing i don't like about this update but um some weaponry changes they change a lot with the weapons it says in here speaking of deadly weapons the update brings 17 new ones from the m7 bayonet knife through the iconic thompson submachine gun and a74 ksu assault rifle to the SVU sniper rifle. There's something for everyone. Of course, as some of the new weapons are long-range, scopes have also been added to the selection of them. As Vigor was always set to have a diverse array of guns, it has been a top priority to make shooting feel great. Regarding this, a lot of change under the hood to allow many tweaks and improvements. Weapon handling is now significantly better, partially thanks to improved aim assist, which lowers the controller sensitivity when you aim at an enemy. The precision of the guns has also improved, to provide more reliable results and 
reward accurate aiming. Additionally, recoil and sway are now used to better distinguish one firearm from another. Finally, various shooting-related bugs have also been fixed alongside the improvements. So, my reactions to this, you know, um, it's great that there's 17 new guns. I love that. I love that they, you know, put some scopes in there. That's going to be great. And I love that the shooting is improved now. Um, I don't, I'll get your opinion in a second, but for me, the shooting, when I first started the game, it, it was horrible and the shooting was crap. And I do feel like the shooting is improved now. And I think the shooting is moving in the right direction. So how do you feel on the shooting? Um, I, I liked how the shooting felt, actually. It, it felt really in, a sort of simple and like, you know, it did what it did well. It didn't have to be complex to work. And, you know, it, it felt nice to use. Um, one thing I'd quite like to see in the game is sort of gun customization in the sense with attachments and stuff. Um, sort of, uh, so being able to attach scopes to guns. Um, obviously, there's a few scoped guns. I believe at the that moment, is planned but, in the you future, know, that, I think. Yeah, yeah, no, I'd, I'd, I'd really like to see that sort of when it comes out. Because um, I feel like that could really work with the system that they have in place right and you know the fact that they add a 17 new guns i definitely like that because there's some guns that i'm eager to try like the og i definitely want to try the og you know that, that's something that's always been kind of a favorite of mine and you know like call of duty games and different games like that so i'm definitely excited to try some of those guns out yeah yeah no um sort of the thompson was is obviously quite a basic smg that you can get um so sort of i got to try that out a bit and uh, in the shooting range, um, and and that felt quite nice. It it was quite similar to the, like the standard SMG like that that you start with, um, but I liked the different sight on it. Sort of the different iron sights, I I quite liked. No, I agree, and I'm definitely you know excited to try some of these new guns out. I haven't tried a lot of them yet, but I think the weaponry changes. I think those are in the right direction, and. I do like where they're going with that, so uh, that is a plus. Yeah, I, I I can't really fault them much with it. Um, I I don't know if the SKS was one of the new ones. Um, it is, yes. Yeah, uh, I I could tell with the reload, as mentioned earlier. Um, there's a bug with it at the moment where if you reload it, whilst it's reloading, the model for the gun just flies all over the place, and it's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> it does sound pretty funny. I have no idea why it happens. <laughs> No, it does sound pretty funny, and I actually had the um, Silver Pigeon shotgun. When I tried to reload it, it would like point the gun up in the air. I'm like, well, why is the gun up in the air? Like, so, mm. so it, yeah, no, I didn't have any problems like that with the Thompson, but I did with the SKS. So yeah, it seems like they have some things to work out still with that, but I'm not that worried about that stuff. So I think that's, you know, a decent right there. But moving on, they had some comments on scavenging. This is what the developers said in their update about scavenging. Finding loot, rebuilding the shelter, and crafting are as much a part of the core of Vigor experience as shooting. We know it. Therefore, the new update adds more shelter improvements, changes the progression tree, and raises the level cap to 11. And with this, the distribution of resources has also been rebalanced. The number of small, single-purpose loot containers has been increased, and the universal value of looting cars has been decreased. In case of death, material compensation has also been changed to reflect not only your current loot, but also your loadout. Now do you get more materials when you die, so you'll be better equipped to jump into the next encounter more conveniently. So, my reactions to this, um, basically the fact that they reduce the amount of loot that cars gives you, and they kind of increase the amount of, like, little loot boxes that are in the world, I do like that change, because basically in the past, 
it was, you know, oh, where's the cars at? Where's the cars? And you have to go find the cars and find all the loot from the cars. Now it's actually balanced better, it seems, where there's a little bit more, you know, loot scattered throughout the world. And I do like that. And I do like that you get more materials when you die because now um, it's going to help you, you know, craft more materials with this new system they made. We've already touched on it um, before in the podcast, but I really don't like how they changed the uh, rebuilding the shelter mechanics. I hate the shelter mechanics, and I think they kind of ruined how they did the level improvements with that. Yeah, I, I mean, I think we've pretty much covered most of that. Sort of looting, as you say, it feels a lot better for you, but for me, I still found a few points where I struggled with it. Uh, we set our opinions on the uh, on the. Uh, what's the name of the place? Sort of the home. The shelter, um, yes. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I quite like sort of the material compensation when you die, because, um, you know, it helps you get back on your feet. Uh, but crafting was fairly intuitive, and I found it really easy. Right. Just part of it, we'll get into crafting more in a second, so we're going to talk about that. But, you know, the crafting, I, I think the way they reworked it... Um, it does make it a little bit more difficult to craft sometimes, but we'll talk about that when we get to the notes here. But um, the death material compensation, like, did you feel like you're being compensated, you know, fairly for that when you died? Um, I mean, I when I did die, um, I feel like, because I was so new, I didn't really understand what the materials were used for. It was only really towards the last um, sort of, 30 minutes that I started to understand what materials were used for and sort of how important they were um, when, I, when I was playing. So I think I, I'm not really sure. All right, that, that's fair enough. I mean, for me, I think the compensation is a little bit better than it was, but I think it could still be tweaked to um, be more. You know, I think you should be compensated a little bit more materials because I think the way they reworked the crafting system you definitely need more materials to work it that way. Yeah. But speaking of crafting, they did, um, you know, write a lot about crafting. So this is what they said about crafting. They said weapon crafting has also been reworked before weapons could be crafted from blueprints, which could be acquired by deconstructing weapons until enough parts were found. As a result, it was never beneficial to take a gun that you could not yet craft into an encounter, as the risk of losing it was too high. Now, deconstructed weapons will only yield materials and blueprints can only be found within airdrops. From here on, to craft a weapon from materials, you need only you not only need this blueprint, but you also need the appropriate level crafting table. Also, scattered around encounters, you will be able to find weapon parts for specific weapons. Collecting a set amount will allow you to craft a particular weapon regardless of your progression in game. This way, there will always be equipment to play with and there will always be a reason to explore the maps. Certain parts are exclusive to certain encounters, so when there's a new map rotation, Outlanders will have a new types of weapons to parts to pursue. So, um, some reactions to this. I mean, I don't like at all how they have certain parts specific to certain maps because the way the rotation works, it would be forever. Like, say there's a rotation, you know, oh, this map just came off rotation. I didn't have time to play it this weekend. I have to wait another five days to get the parts for that weapon. So that's going to keep me from getting that weapon for a very long time when the guy next to me, he might already have that weapon. So that is a big negative in my opinion. Um, honestly, the way they redid the crafting, I understand what they're getting at with the blueprints because basically it was like they were saying where in order to get the blueprints, you had to deconstruct the weapons. So if you found a new weapon you didn't have a blueprint for, it was never a good idea to take that weapon into a game 
because it would be better off to deconstruct it and get the parts so you get the blueprint. So I do understand that that system had some negatives to it, but I think the system they came up with is a lot worse. And the reason why is because now basically you need a crafting level table to be a certain level. So you have to go through all that work, you know, spending all that time upgrading one item over and over again to a certain level to be able to make something. Then you also need this blueprint. So you have to go through several airdrops to get the certain blueprint. So who knows how long it's going to take you. Like, say you like that, you know, Thompson submachine gun or say you like the AUG. Who knows how many airdrops you're going to have to actually get to get the specific blueprint. You could go through like 20 airdrops before you get the blueprint you want. And then not only that, you also have to have the appropriate level. So basically beyond that, if you want to craft something, you're going to have to get the parts for it. And like we just talked, like I just said, to get the parts for it, you have to find the certain map that has the parts for it. So I really don't like the way they redid this. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I can understand why they're doing it. Um, but I feel like they should have done one or the other, not one and the other. I either put it behind um, uh, sort of crafting level, sort of crafting table level, or do it blueprints or in airdrops. I feel like the combination of the both, uh, sort of, that really slows it down. Um, I, I mean, sort of, if you could, if it was just behind the the crafting table level, um, then sort of it would re- re- reward progression a bit more. Um, and you know, say you right. got a really good gun, and you're like. Uh, I want to build this. Um, I want to get the blueprint for this. Oh, I need to upgrade my crafting table. I I need to go out and get these sort of farm these parts to upgrade my crafting table. Or if it was sort of um, just just in airdrops, um, if you did get sort of uh, from an airdrop a really good blueprint, you know you could be like, oh sweet, I just got this awesome blueprint. I'm gonna use that now and build some awesome stuff. Um, but combined, I feel like it can slow down, uh, sort of the progression a lot more, which I feel like that's what they've gone for a bit with this update, rather than adding more to progress with, they've just slowed down the progression. Yeah, and I don't think it does anything positive for the game. I mean, I do see what you're saying, like, if they only had it tied to, you know, crafting table level, or if they only had it tied to blueprints... That's not as bad, but the fact that they haven't tied together, that's really bad. And basically, if you want to craft items with materials, you have to go through all that work for both sides of it in order to get it. Because in the past, if you had the blueprint, you have your materials, you just craft it. And the other way, I don't know what your feelings on the other way is, but the other way you can craft is basically through finding, you know, parts of weapons, which I don't really mind that. I mean, like, you know, say, oh, I found, you know, six parts for an AUG. Now I can make one AUG. Like, I don't mind that as much, but... You're not going to be able to make, you know, several of them. So if you lose that one AUG, then you're basically screwed until you find all the blueprints for, you know, all the blueprint for that or you get to the crafting table level. So it's basically going to be super hard to actually get a stockpile of guns that you want to use. And the other point, which I'm curious to hear your thoughts on, is basically the map rotations. I think that's going to really negatively affect how this um, part system works, because if, you know, the parts for AUG are tied behind, you know, say, TOG station. 
I have to wait all the way until the TOG station is on rotation and say it's on rotation for a couple of days. And maybe I'm gone those couple of days. Maybe I'm out of town those couple of days. So I miss out. So like it could be a long time before you get the parts you need. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I don't... With the parts I like and dislike it, I don't like that it's locked behind the maps because, you know, say if there was a gun which you never bothered with because it was really bad and then it was updated to actually be really fun, you know, a really interesting gun to use. You know, that map might have just gone out of rotation and now you can't get that um, for ages. And you might be seeing a bunch of people playing around with the gun, having fun, and then you you can't get it. Um, but I like the parts because as someone who's new, going into like my first couple of games, I felt like my gun was really important and I couldn't take risks because I didn't want to lose my one defense. Um, so sort of the addition of gun parts dropping in in map it felt like i would always be able to get a gun no matter what so i would always be able to have some sort of range defense and i wouldn't have to go into missions just blindly yeah i definitely understand that perspective and i think the fix is honestly just take the locks away from the maps like you know just make it so any yeah. any gun part can be found in any map and i think that would solve the issue because if i can find an og part you know in any map I'm going to, I think that solves the issue because then it makes it so, okay, you know, there might be less of a chance to find like the rare ones, obviously, but there's still a chance to find it in any map. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. Or or even as mentioned, sort of when the full game comes out, hopefully when it, it if the maps are off rotation, that would also help fix it. So you know where you need to go to get um, sort of specific gun parts. I think if they do that, then this could actually be a really good system because, say, for example, you want the org, um, and you, you know, you'll be, you could be like, oh, I need to go here to get org parts, and you'll have a reduced sort of table of things you might get, so you're more likely to get the org parts. Right. Yes, I mean, you know, those are kind of our thoughts on crafting. I mean, overall, I'm I'm pretty negative on the new system for it. Um, you know, obviously, as someone new, I think you're a little bit less negative on it. But as someone's played the old version, like, I'm already, you know, used to the old version. And the old version worked, in my opinion. Like, I understand what they're trying to do. They were trying to get away from, you know, okay, I found this, you know, submachine gun. Well, the best thing for me to do is deconstruct this submachine gun to get the parts I need to make it in the future. And I understand how that's, you know, kind of not the play they want because it discourages players from taking the guns into the games. Which I definitely respect that, but I think they went in the opposite direction where now if you want to use a certain gun, it's going to take you like eight years to actually, you know, get the right stuff to make that gun anytime you want. But, um, you know, I, I don't think we've been too negative yet. So we have a whole section on negative things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> We haven't said a single negative thing about the update yet, so you know I, I figured you know since we haven't said anything negative, we needed a section that has negative things about it. So we actually have some more negatives besides the things we've already talked about. <laughs> but right, let's get into it, shall <laughs> <Yes>. we? <laughs> so basically, there's a lot of lag now. There's a lot of bugs, a lot of glitches, matchmaking issues, game crashes, and everything included with this update. So. Basically, before 0.6, I almost had none of these issues. After 0.6, I'm having like all these issues. And it's super frustrating and it makes it so it's hard to even play the game because I have so many issues. But 
we can kind of um, get into some of the issues we had. One specific issue that we were referring to earlier, basically Grontheim Valley, it now has a new exit. I believe that only had um, four exits before. I could be wrong. It could have had a five always, but basically there's the two exits on each side of the map, and then there's one exit in the middle. That one exit in the middle, basically you have to climb up ladders to get to it. So you climb up one ladder, you climb up a second ladder, and then you're at the point where it's like an orange exit sign. And this exit is bugged or glitched or something because basically I got the airdrop. I was, you know, ready to exit. I walked up these ladders. I got to the top and there's supposed to be a 10 second countdown timer that starts to have you exit. No countdown started. I'm like, well, okay, you know, this exit's not working. Like it seems to be bugged or something. And basically there's like a bridge that leads to the rocks. But the catch is this bridge that leads to the rocks you have to, you know, walk along this bridge and then there's a section of the bridge missing and you could see the rocks on the other side. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Like, did they make it so if you want to exit instantly, you have to jump over the bridge gap and like you have to jump it to get to the rocks? I'm like, OK, maybe maybe in this update, maybe they changed something where you can jump across, you know, gaps now. I'm like, oh, well, I guess I'll give it a shot. I go to jump across the gap and I fall to my death and. After getting the airdrop, after spending all that time in the game, I die because the game basically, you know, doesn't work properly. Yeah, and and this is where I also got the guy who had um taken the airdrop. I, I chased him up these ladders, and he was sitting at the top, and he just didn't leave, because uh, obviously the timer didn't right. start. So he was like, oh god, I don't know what to do. So he moved onto the bridge, and I took that opportunity to climb up, and I managed to gun him down. Um, so because the timer didn't start, you know, I, I got to kill him and take all his stuff. Um, and then on top of that, um, I, you know, I, I, the timer didn't start for me. So I was like, oh, I assume I have to jump over this gap because I didn't know that where he was standing was meant to be the exit point because I'd never seen it before. Um, so I was like, okay, I'll jump over this, this gap. So I, I went to jump over the gap. I hit the other side and I figured, oh, uh, I'll just climb up the edge like you normally do. Um, but no, I fell down onto the rocks. And fortunately, I somehow managed to survive. So you got lucky. Um, I and I managed to jump. <laughs> yeah, I got really lucky. And then I managed to get to a different exit and escape. But that exit is just currently unusable. And, you know, it, it caused that guy to lose his airdrop to me. And it caused me to lose an airdrop too. So, like, that exit is completely unusable. So... The fact that they have exits that are now unusable, like, that's not really acceptable at all. I mean, you know, before this update, every exit worked properly. Like, the game needs to work properly. Like, you can't have an update that basically ruins the game because that takes away so much from the game, in my opinion, because that takes all the strategy away. You know, if a player gets the airdrop, they went through all the work of that, they're going for the exit, and then they fail at the exit because the game doesn't work, like... That takes away the entire fun of the game, and I think you agree with that. Yeah, yeah, no, like, if if I was the guy that I killed, I would have been very, very unhappy. Right, exactly, kind of like I was. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, he got the airdrop, he got to the exit zone, but it didn't exit him, and he died and lost everything because of it. Yeah, he was probably pissed, and, you know, for good reason, so. And the other issue that I have is the exit rocks. Like, I don't know if you've ever tried to use the exit rocks before. We are basically, if you get to the exit zone, the timer starts. But there's also these rocks you can find with orange paint on them. And these rocks allow you to hit X and exit instantly. Have you tried those rocks yet? Well, I'd, I'd seen them around, but 
since I'd never seen a pop up by them, I just assumed they were just decor- decorative. I had no idea what they that they were actually a mechanic that was meant to be a thing. It's supposed to be meant to be a thing, but now it no longer works because I've tried other X's besides that one. I've tried the rocks, and there's no more button to hit X to exit instantly. You cannot use the rocks anymore. So that really takes away from the game, and that really ruins the experience as well because those rocks were supposed to be there for a reason. Basically, you know, if I have the airdrop and Monty's chasing me, I'm supposed to have those rocks as an option to, you know, get get up there ahead of Monty, exit instantly before Monty can gun me down. Now, if that isn't working properly, because it's not working right now, basically, I have to go stand there at an exit for 10 seconds while Monty shoots at me. Like, that is not fair at all. So, it be, you know, it takes away the entire planning of the game because... If you got the exit, if you got the airdrop and then you got out in front of somebody, you should have an advantage. It takes away the entire advantage and it puts it in the person that's chasing you because the person that's chasing you, they now have the advantage knowing, okay, this guy has to wait 10 seconds. Let me just shoot him down. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel like the, the 10 seconds, I just assumed that it was like that to stop people from just automatically exiting, um, sort of which just encourages more PvP. But sort of, I can understand that these being a thing would, would have been very useful if they were yes and the fact that it doesn't work now i mean that's going to cause a lot of problems for players because a lot of players that are used to how the game was supposed to be working they're going to go for those rocks and they're going to expect it to work and then they're going to realize it doesn't work and they're probably going to die because of it yeah it, it it's just another thing that can cost you your um your your airdrop absolutely but don't worry there's more there's more negative things besides that <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah. matchmaking has gotten so much worse now um in solo games it, it seems to you know be hit or miss um i've had some games where i enter within a couple seconds i've had some games where it takes you know like three to five minutes to find a game but monty and i try to jump into a duo game and i am not kidding when i say this this is legitimately true we waited nine and a half minutes without finding a match, and then Monty finally restarted his game. That, that is not a joke. Nine and a half minutes. Because I was stuck on a black screen saying waiting for players, which happened twice, once with me and once with Derek. So, you know, the, the duos is just seeming to be you know, not really working at the moment. At the moment, or just generally matchmaking, there seems to be a few issues with. Yeah, it, it seems like they completely screwed up the matchmaking. I mean, um, it's not just duos either. I don't know if you experience it in solos, but solos, the matchmaking takes way too long sometimes, longer than it seems like it took before 0. 0.6. So I've had some games, you know, where I jumped in pretty fast, but there's been some games where I'm waiting like five minutes for a solo game. Like, oh my gosh, this is like, killing me. Like, I want to actually just play. And the fact that we actually got to nine and a half minutes on duos, like that is that is ridiculous. Like the fact that a game actually takes that long to load into a server, I- I've never heard of a timer that long. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I I'm somewhat used to it due to playing World of Warcraft, so you know that has some pretty insane queue times. You know, if un- under some circumstances, um, but if there's so much variation to the, to the matchmaking that if I hadn't played World of Warcraft and I hadn't been used to sort of waiting, you know, up to like 30 minutes to an hour for to get into certain instances, you know, this would have been a, a bit silly. 
but there's a big difference there. World of Warcraft is a huge game that has, you know, millions of players that are devoted to it. This is Vigor. That is an Xbox exclusive only game. It's only on Xbox. It's by a smaller developer and it's not even released yet. Like this is a game that has a lot less backing from players. So you can't afford to have a timer that long. Yeah. But, you know, moving on, we have some other things to talk about, of course, too. So um, you did mention that there was joining into games where it would have the black screen. So basically in duo games, we both had this happen to us where we joined into a game and it would have a black screen saying waiting for players. There was even a time where Monty was in the game. He could see my person in the game, but I couldn't do anything because it still had a black screen saying waiting for players. So essentially, I was in the game. But I couldn't do anything. And Monty was getting shot at. And I could hear him getting shot at. I'm like, well, you're, you're out of luck, dude. Like, I can't do anything for you. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, I assumed that somebody could have killed him at this point. So I, I, I think I ended up extracting. So I, I don't know. But, the f- you know, the fact that you could join a game to just join to being dead is is just ridiculous. Yeah, it, it's you know, horrible. If, if you... If you bring some of your expensive gear with you with the new system, like as mentioned, I got like one SKS. You know that that was worth a lot to me. You know that was an important weapon to me, so I didn't want to lose that. If I joined a game with that and then spawned in, or my when I finally connected to the game, I was already dead through no fault of my own. That would have like really annoyed me. And I ended up having to quit to actually get out of there. And then when I reloaded the game, I had lost those items. So it's like you said, like. That does not feel good to lose your items because the game has issues. Yeah. But on top of that, there was game crashes happening as well, because before we try to jump in together, um, I was having crashes in the middle of the game or, you know, crashes uh, joining into games. And basically, I had one game where, you know, I was doing really well. I had a lot of loot. I was continuing on the game. And then all of a sudden, I the game just crashes. I'm like, what the heck? So there was one point I messaged you frustrated, and I'm sure you remember this. Like I'm like I still can't even finish a full game. Like I, you know I, I kept having issues. I couldn't even finish a full game without having issues. Yeah, yeah, no, it was like I I, I somehow managed to get by without um sort of many issues in my solo games. But you know I I had all these games and I I found them fine. And then you messaged me like I I haven't been even able to finish a single game, and I was just kind of like. Oh, that, that's awful! <laughs> yes. Like I've been, I've been perfectly fine as someone who's you, and then you're you just can't even get into a game, let alone that, you know? Yeah, which was very frustrating. And in addition to that, I also had games where I had to quit because there was points where, like, you look at the map screen, and I look at the map screen to, like, you know, find okay, I'm gonna go here. Or, like, I was looking to see where I was gonna go, and I couldn't get off the map screen. Like, you're supposed to be able to exit the map screen, obviously. I could not get off the map screen, so I was just literally stuck there. All I could do was just zoom in and zoom out of the map. That's literally all I could do. And I'm like, this is frustrating, and I had to quit. Yeah, yeah, no, sort of... It, it, it just made sort of some of the gameplay really inconsistent. And, you know, then on top of that, there, there was one other issue, you know, everyone's favorite, uh, lag. You know, I had some really bad lag in both the game and even at my own base. So even at my own base, where there's no other players around, it's just me sitting at my base, I was having lag at my base. I would try to run somewhere at my base and I would lag and I wouldn't be able to get there. So that is definitely not acceptable to have lag when there's not even any players, you know, in your server. Like, cause basically your base is sort of like it's, it's sort of like its own little server. You know what I mean? So 
the fact that I'm having lag there even, that's not good. So yeah, I mean, you know, the fact that there's lag going on like that, you know, there's lag in the instances themselves, that's not good either. Um, I mean, some of these issues were prevalent when the game first came out and came into game preview, but then they fixed them. And now with update 0.6, it seems like they went, you know, they went like, you know, half a step forward and then like 12 steps back. That's basically what this seems like with this update. And honestly, as a whole, I'm really not happy with this update. Like the only thing I can say for sure that I'm 100% happy with is the points of interest. I love the points of interest in the maps. I think that's a great idea. I love having the points of interest. But besides the points of interest, um, I think that basically the points of interest is like, you know, they're one step forward. That's their step forward. You know, maybe uh, the weapons, having the new weapons, that's another step forward. So they have like two steps forward. And then everything else about this update, I think it's like 10 steps backwards. Mm. Yeah, no, I I felt, you know, playing the game, I was a bit humming and hawing about it with my first time playing. I felt like, you know, the game could become repetitive with just the two maps. Um, you know, the... The crafting, I felt like there wasn't much progression with it, with having to do the same thing over and over. Um, and I, I, I just, you know, as mentioned, I, I was worried that there could be a bit of a daisy problem with it. Um, with, with this update, at least, which hopefully they fix and all. You know, I, I, I don't want to see this game fail or anything. You know, it has some really promising sort of potentials. And I, I just hope they play into that. Yeah, and... I kind of alluded to it earlier, but for me, it feels like they destroy the stealth experience of the game. You know, things like making the airdrop take longer to loot, um, you know, the exit rocks not working. I don't know if that's permanent or not. But like, that's something that takes away the stealth play. And the whole crafting system, I think that, you know, deters things as well. Um, the knives, this is a previous update they had, but the knives used to do more damage. Now they do less damage. So along with these other changes, that really hurts things as well. Because you can't walk up behind somebody and, you know, just knife them to death now. Now they're probably going to turn around and shoot you. And you're probably going to lose that encounter. So that's negative as well. Um, I think the whole stealth aspect of playing just went down so much. Because now it basically looks like they're trying to force PvP on you. And I'm not playing this game for PvP. I'm playing this game for a little bit of PvP on the side. But I'm playing it more for, you know, the experience of exploring, you know, using my um, crafting upgrades. And now the crafting, in my opinion, is gone in a negative direction. The shelter upgrades have gone in a negative direction. So for me, the game is not going in a direction I like. So, um, I mean, I really want that stealth play and I hope they change things in the future. I will you know, absolutely do at least one more podcast on Vigor, but if things continue in this direction, um, unfortunately Vigor is not going to be a game I continue playing. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I feel like uh, I didn't want to spend any money money on it beforehand and I feel like even after playing the trial at the moment, I'm, I probably wouldn't get the founder pack. Um, I mean, I'd love to try it again once it comes out, you know? I'd love to see where it goes. And I'm sure that they'll improve it a bunch, and the game does have potential. But in its current state, it's not one I'd play. Right, and the fact that, you know, the full release isn't coming till February, I'm basically in until February, you know, I'll, I'll stick with the game until February, and then I'll see what the full release has. If they don't fix some of the things that I think they went backwards with in this update, 
then at that point, I might be out on the game. But I mean, I'm still going to stick with it until then, because up until update 0.6, I've really enjoyed the game. And it's been a game I've played a lot. I put, you know, several hours into it. I upgraded my shelter all the way to like level five or six. And, you know, I've put a lot of time into the game previously. And it's been a game I've really enjoyed. I've really enjoyed the concept of it. But unfortunately, the direction they went in update 0.6, it's completely in the opposite direction of the game I want to go. So hopefully they, you know, reverse course again and they go back in the direction that the game originally was. But I'll have to wait and see how it goes. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, I can understand that. But I will promise, you know, for anyone that does like these bigger podcasts, I will promise at least one more podcast on it. So, you know, it, it might not be um, until like a next big update. It might not be to launch, but it, there will be at least one more podcast. And, you know, Monty, you're welcome to join me on that one again if you get the game. If, if I get the game, I'll, I'll join you. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's all the thoughts I had on Vigor. Do you have any other thoughts? Um, No, I think pretty much everything's been covered with that. I think I've said what I wanted to. Yeah, I think I have too. You know, I think we went through it in detail and this episode went a little bit longer than I thought it would. But I think that's because I had, you know, so many negative points to point out that I usually don't have to point out in the games I talk about. So, <laughs> but <laughs> it is what it is. But um, our next episode is going to be on State of Decay 2. That will be on Saturday. And I want to make sure I mention again. Undead Trials is going on today when this episode releases, so 11.45 a.m. to 3.45 p.m. I'll be doing my solo run today. On Thursday, I'll be doing my duo run with Jurgen, the Undead Labs developer, 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. Those are both Eastern time times. And make sure you check out the other streamers as well, please, because there's going to be streamers going all day, basically. And then on top of that, make sure to support Extra Life as well, please, because this is a great charity that's helping sick children. And it's something we're going to be supporting all week throughout the event. And on Saturday, Undead Labs is going to be supporting it even more so because they're going to have uh, streams going on all throughout the day trying to support that. So please make sure you support that. And I will be streaming as well on Saturday, 1 to 5, trying to support that. So if you can donate, great. If you can't donate, just you know try to hype up the event as much as possible. But that being said, um, if you want to get a hold of Mani, how can you do that, Mani? Um, you can always find me in the Discord. Uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a mod on there. It, just at me, because, you know, I, I'm not necessarily always there. I'm, I'm busy. Um, you can always find me on Xbox Live as well, De Epic Ducks, spaces between each word, no capitals. Um, and on Twitter, um, I can't remember my exact sort of handle or anything, but, um, you, you can find me liking some of, sort of, I say some of, generally, a good chunk of the post by the podcast so find the podcast on twitter and you can find me now wait a minute you, you said you're not always in the discord like i thought you spent every moment you know in the discord just waiting for things to happen oh you got me there <laughs> <laughs> no but yes you know definitely contact monty in the discord or uh twitter or however you want to contact him you can contact me a lot of the same ways uh, you can find me in the discord as well we do have uh, the podcast on youtube now so that is definitely a way to contact me. Um, you can contact me through the YouTube comments. Every episode of the podcast is now on YouTube, so I'm happy to say that. We also have a Facebook group now. So on that Facebook group, all the episodes are now on that Facebook as well. So you know, in the Facebook group, you can find the episodes. If you want to find them there, you can contact me there. You can also contact me on Twitter or my Xbox account. So that is going to be at Blaze Experience, capital B-L-A-I-S-E, capital X-P-E-R-I-E-N-C-E. 
And the last way you can contact me, if you want to, you know, get a little bit more old fashioned, you can contact me via email. You can contact me, theblazeexperience at gmail.com. And then, of course, if you want to find the podcast, so you're, you're obviously already listening to it, which I appreciate. But if you want to con- uh, find the podcast through a different app, we are available on Stitcher, now YouTube. We're available on Podbean, Blueberry, Radio Public, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. So pretty much any app. Um, there's a couple other apps that I'm trying to get us on. So I'll stay tuned. I'll try to do that. But those are basically the main ways to find us. So. Uh, Monty, thank you for joining me again. It's definitely been great to have you back on this, you know, extended podcast here. As always, thanks for having me. It's been wonderful. And thank you to the listeners as well. You know, we really appreciate you listening and any feedback you provide is definitely um, appreciated. So, you know, thank you as always for listening to The Lace Experience. (laughs) 